0: And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, a look at pot or marijuana as a possible cash crop for Saskatchewan farmers. Agri-News is brought to you by the REMAX Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth, online at landforsalesass.ca. And McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative, McDougall Auctioneers, for guaranteed results, online at McDougallAuction.com. Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart is hoping there may be an opportunity for marijuana to become a regular crop for Saskatchewan farmers. Stewart says Ottawa is the sole regulator for production and so far only greenhouses have been licensed to grow marijuana for security reasons.
1: The federal government's... uh entirely responsible for the regulations around growing it. We get to real uh, to uh, govern uh, retail uh, operations and and uh, regulations around that. Uh, the federal government is uh, responsible for the growth of uh, the plants and they will set the rules and so far uh, uh, it's only uh, permits are only available to uh, greenhouse growers. I don't know if we'll ever get to a point where it can be grown in open fields. If, if there is, of course, there will be fencing and security requirements, but uh, we're not there yet. Uh, I know the greenhouse growers are still a little bit in the dark, too, about how the rules are going to work out. But we, uh, I talked to them yesterday, and they don't seem to know much more than we do about it, which is not very much.
0: Some farmers are interested in growing marijuana as a cash crop.
1: I hope there's going to be an opportunity uh, for open field uh, growing of it at some point. But like I say, there will be some pretty serious and expensive security uh, around all that.
0: Stewart says hemp is grown on the prairie so marijuana could also become a crop. He was asked for
1: a time frame when farmers might grow marijuana in the field. I don't know if it will ever happen, but I guess it's going to depend uh, uh, on uh, what the demand is for it. If it can be met in greenhouse situations that... That will be the way they'll want to go uh, first because it's easier to to provide the security. But if uh, there's more demand that can be met that way, uh, perhaps there will be a time.
0: Stewart anticipates any acreage would be small and have little impact on food production.
1: Compared to our major crops, it would be very small acres even if it ever does get in open field situations. So it won't make much difference on our uh, food production.
0: The federal government is expected to legalize marijuana this summer. CN Rail says grain movement was relatively strong in December despite some bitterly cold weather. CN's David Shidnovic, Director of Grain Marketing, says grain movement picked up momentum in December after a setback in the fall due to derailments on the main line in
2: Alberta and B.C. The second and the third week of December were very strong, and we actually recorded the second best week of the crop year in there. In the last week of December, the close of the navigation of the St. Lawrence Seaway effectively ended hopper demand to Thunder Bay until March and grain companies reduced orders as they worked around the holidays at West Coast export terminals. Now, extreme cold weather also put a lot of stress on the rail network in the tail end of December, and that impacted performance. CN saw its third-best-ever December for Canadian grain, and tonnage moved was off just 5% versus December 16's all-time record, and it was flat versus a three-year average. That contrasts to U.S. grain being off 10% versus last December, and that was due primarily to a weaker export rail program to the U.S. Gulf. Now, in terms of bulk grain movement in Western Canada, CN averaged around 4,650 hoppers per week in December compared to around 5,000 per week last December. The three-year average was just under 4,800.
0: At Vancouver, Shidnovic says the port has seen the best movement ever from CN Rail.
2: Now, interestingly, since the start of the crop year, CN's seen record unloads at Vancouver. Now, customers use commercial car supply agreements to protect their car supply to Vancouver, and that shows in the numbers. And generally speaking... Customers more focused on protecting car supply by using contractual commitments, including the car auction and fleet integration programs, have fared much better this crop year in periods of tight car supply compared to customers relying on general car supply to cover their shipping needs. Should Novix's
0: temperatures below minus 25 have a serious impact on grain train movement?
2: Well, CN put its winter operating plan into effect during the stretch of extreme cold. You know, minus 25 is a real critical inflection point. Once you get colder than that for a stretch, a number of impacts come to bear on rail operations. Due to the nature of train air brake systems, trains have to be shortened in order to travel safely under extreme cold weather. Now, to move the same amount of traffic under these conditions consumes more resources. The longer the stretch of extreme cold or the greater the area in our network that the extreme cold covers, the greater the amount of network congestion that you can run into. Extreme cold is hard on equipment too. The rate of locomotive failures increases in extreme cold weather, but you can also run into malfunctioning or frozen equipment at loading origins. It can also take considerably longer to charge up train air pressure once a locomotive's hooked up to a loaded grain train and that adds to cycle time. Through CN's Winter Ready program, customers can invest in infrastructure at origin in order to ensure that a train's aired up and ready to go when a crew arrives to pull it. The customer can recoup their investment and the supply chain benefits since the crew doesn't have to spend valuable time airing up the train. It's a win-win for grain shippers in CN. And we're doing our part, too, in adding more air repeater cars into our fleet, which is another way to mitigate the impact of extreme cold weather on the grain supply chain. David
0: Shudnovick is the Director of Grain Marketing at CN Rail. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Dagelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. We have a notice from the RM of Abernethy, about 110 kilometres northeast of Regina. The arm of Abernethy has restrained a stray horse. Anyone with information about the stray horse is asked to contact the RM of Abernethy. The stud horse is described as brown with a star with a stripe on his face. He will be held for 72 hours and then delivered to the nearest pound. Once again, the arm of Abernethy has restrained a stray horse described as a stud with brown with a star with a stripe on his face. He'll be held for the next 72 hours and then delivered to the nearest pound. The Saskatchewan Alliance for Water Sustainability is gathering signatures for a federal online petition to prevent water from the Quill Lakes going into Last Mountain Lake. The proposed project would divert water from the Quill Lakes into the Capel Lake system. Lee McPherson, spokesperson for the Saskatchewan Alliance for Water Sustainability, says there are many concerns about the salt content of the water in the Quill Lakes.
2: We're very concerned about the salt content of the water, and we're concerned about pollution entering into the Coppell River system. We've been hit hard in the last few years with various things, and without an environmental assessment process, we've lost our voice to share our concerns.
0: The Alliance is a group of concerned citizens and non-profit organizations. More than 60 seminars and workshops will be featured at Manitoba Ag Days, which runs tomorrow through Thursday at the Keystone Centre in Brandon, Manitoba. Florian Hagman, a farmer from Birch Hills, about 340 kilometres north of Regina, will be one of the guest speakers. Hagman will share how he has successfully grown high-yielding canola on his farm year after year. He says little things matter.
3: It's all those little details, you know, sometimes... uh uh, seed placement and fertilizer placement and split application and uh, foliar, foliar top dressing, you know, and uh, at the same time maintaining a good healthy soil, you know, that's that's part of the key of the success, I believe, you know.
0: Eggman says paying attention to details and the details are taken care of in a timely manner are key elements of his success.
3: I'm not a better farmer than anybody else, but I think the the key of success is to. Uh, Pay attention to those small details, you know, so try to have a better use efficiently of your nitrogen or using the right ingredient. It's kind of those little points that I, I believe is really important and the timing and cleaning uh, your you crop uh, constantly during the growing season, you know. Not just putting one thing in the spring and say goodbye at and I'm done for the day, you know, but it's a constant, you know, follow up.
0: Hegman says new higher-yielding canola varieties have helped. A
3: lot, the new canola variety helps a lot. You know, some hybrids got better yield potential than others, but those those hybrids, they need to be fed accordingly. You know, you need to provide the nutriment when you need it and accordingly up to the end of the growing season.
0: Hegman says he learns a lot from other farmers.
3: I just uh, gather information from every place I can. I had the opportunity to drive kind of all over Western Canada and, and meet producer and... Exchange, you know what works, what don't works. Well, just to the time, so I had some success and I had some flop also. So, but you kind of learn from your mistakes too. So it goes both. You know, it's a it's a constant, you know, trying.
0: Hagman has had canola yields on his farm topping 100 bushels an acre.
3: I start to to work on those uh, growing uh, canola challenge, you know. So I started, uh, I think in 2011, 12. You know, I went for. 54 bushel, and after the year after, it went to 84 bushel. And not all the farm, but quite a big amount of acres. And the following year, I went to 115 bushel, you know. And uh, last year was 90 some bushel, and this year we had uh, quite a few tests 99 bushel, 100 some bushel an acre. So I think it's possible to achieve a good yield, but it's uh, it's part, it won't happen by itself. It's a little bit of hard work.
0: Hagman was asked about spending more on inputs to get greater returns.
3: Your input will be uh, higher, a little bit, but if you keep your plant healthy and everything, at the end of the day, you, you win, you know, because your fixed costs are the same, you know, but there's a difference on the grass. You know, at the end of the day, yes, you get more, but really, really, you don't have to use that much more ingredient, but it's just to put it at the right time and the right moment.
0: Florian Hagman farms in the Birch Hills area. He'll be one of the guest speakers tomorrow at Manitoba Ag Days in Brandon. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson Hall Wealth. Scotia Capital, Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were showing downward movement in early trading this morning. Canola fell $1.60 at sixty dollars four sixty four ninety four. Oats went down 5 cents at one fifty seven twenty seven. Number one red spring wheat dropped $1.38 dollar thirty eight at two hundred thirty seven thirty nine. The rest were unchanged. Durham two hundred sixty nine twenty nine. Feed Barley one hundred seventy six sixty three. Flax four hundred sixty one sixty eight. Yellow peas two hundred thirty eight fifty four. Feed wheat one hundred thirty six forty eight. On Minneapolis Grain Exchange, March spring wheat is down one and a half cents at six hundred twenty seven and a half a bushel. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia, 642-5358 or Weyburn, 842-4574.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. This is Lee Crowley bringing the market report direct from Heartland Swift Current
0: for Monday, January the 15th. Last week, we had 500 head on offer. All cows were selling steady. Good cows were $90 to $1.03. D2 and 3 cows for 82 to 90. Light, thin cows bring 65 to 75. Our next pre-sort is Thursday at 9.30 with 1,600 head on offer. Good day and good marketing. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork market report. This is the Ham's Market Commentary for Monday, January 15th. Ham sold 5,000 hogs Friday, selling in a range of 154 to 161 per ckg. Today's sales expected to be around 6,400 head, selling in a range of 157 to 159 per CKG. 100 indexed weight hog prices for the week ending Friday, January 12th are Maple Leaf Sig5 152.33, Ham's Cash 150.83, Thunder Creek Brick 140.91, and Highlife $150.82 per CKG. Ham's Cash hog price today is down, and Ham's forward contracting department is closed today due to U.S. markets being closed in observance of Martin Luther King Day. On Friday, the Canadian dollar is down 5 basis points with a daily exchange rate at 1.2504. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 80.45 cents U.S. Normal business resumes on Tuesday, January 16, 2018. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The official 620 CKRM Farm Weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352 1866. The 620 CKRM Farm Weather forecast for today sunny skies, winds up to 15 kilometers per hour, the high, minus 21, the wind chill, minus 36. Tonight, the low minus 26, the wind chill minus 38. Tuesday, mainly sunny, wind southeast 20, the high minus 10, the windchill minus 33, the low minus 12. Wednesday, sunny skies, the high plus 1, the low minus 7. Thursday, sunny, the high plus 5, the low minus 2. Friday, sunny with a high of plus 2, the low minus 11. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high minus 6, the low minus 14. Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud, the high minus 9. The normal high is minus 11, the normal low minus 23, so we're supposed to be actually warmer than normal in the next few days. The sun rose at 8.53 this morning. It sets at 5.23 tonight. On the roundup, Estevan minus 24, Saskatoon minus 22, Swift Current minus 20, Weyburn and Yorkton both minus 24. Sunny in Regina minus 22, that's 8 below Fahrenheit. Wind south at 12, giving a wind chill of minus 30. Humidity 69%, Thermometer rising 105.2. Sunny in Moose Jaw minus 21, south-southeast at 9. Once again, Regina, sunny minus 22, that's 8 below Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.